Welcome, everybody, to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Miles, and I'm joined, as always, by Josh Lambert and Tim Johnson. Brendan and Aaron can't make it tonight, but that's okay. The show must go on. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in during this live episode on Twitch and YouTube. Facebook can go to hell, apparently, because Zuckerberg just lost $7 billion, and it's shit in the bed all over the place. Hey, don't, no. Don't, don't, don't. Zuckerberg Don't anger the Zuck. <laughs> don't yeah, anger don't. the Zuck. <laughs> Tim, what are we talking about tonight on this glorious episode of They Cast from the Coast? We are going to continue our series of Friday the 13th with nope. the final... We're not, we're not talking about Friday the 13th. And back right. up. Sorry, the... sorry, 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 sorry. What are we talking about, Tim? We are going to continue our talk on A Nightmare on Elm Street with they the 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 final part the final final the ending with freddy's dead the final nightmare stay tuned time for you to regale us with the synopsis all right okay okay then i'm gonna do it the dream haunting freddy krueger returns once again to prowl the nightmares of springwood's last surviving teenager and a woman whose personal connection to krueger may mean his doom Okay. Oh, you're not going to do the laugh. You didn't do the laugh. No, no, I don't. I don't know if this movie deserves that, but we'll we'll, we'll see. Yes, we'll Josh. Oh, Josh. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yes, here we have. Uh, how do I even fucking start with this movie? I I feel cheated. I feel what? fucking cheated. I'm just, dude. I'm gonna pour out my fucking heart on this one. Like, I love a good horror movie. Then there's this. Well, this isn't a horror movie. <laughs> oh, really? A horror, Not a horror movie in a horror movie series? Well, it's not horrifying. <laughs> I just... I feel oh, there's a like lot of horrifying just, things about it. I just feel like they just don't care anymore. But this movie, they just didn't care. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I feel bad for Robert Englund. He showed up and gave it his all, like he always does. And I know that he's like, you know, attached to this character and stuff, but I just feel like the powers that be, the people that made this film, just don't fucking care. They don't care. This movie wasn't scary. This movie wasn't even funny. It was ironically funny because of how dumb it was. The acting was horrible. I'm just going to rate it now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ironically funny is the best kind of funny. No. What do you mean? But only if it intends to be. This movie never no. intended to be that. When it that. intends to, that makes it worse. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, it does make it worse, Josh. No, they didn't I, intend to. No, oh, now I'm just confused. I'm as confused as this fucking movie. So okay. Um. All right. So here we have the uh, the the story of the last teenager from Springwood who's on a magical journey to leave Springwood, but can't really leave Springwood ends up in a neighboring town, which is like Springwood, but not Springwood is very close to Springwood and Springwood somehow has turned into some sort of a big industrial fucking city. If you notice it's weird. Um, who has Looney Tunes type fucking dreams 
akin to the Wizard of Oz and all kinds of other fucking movies. And Freddy keeps haunting him, trying to kill him in his dreams, but can never quite accomplish it. He comes to a wayward halfway house for disturbed and mentally ill teenagers that just so happens to border Springwood. And John Doe, as he's entitled to be known, is thought to possibly be the child of Freddy Krueger himself. The story later unravels that he is not. Spoilers alert, everybody. I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to spoil it. And there is, in fact, a daughter who is the child of Freddy. And uh, she comes into play in the series, in the movie. Um, I would like to point out that I almost wholeheartedly would just like to blame Roseanne Barr for this movie. Stop! Because she fucking appears in it. Stop! That was amazing. <laughs> Roseanne and Tom Arnold. Well, Tom Arnold's always cool, but Roseanne? No, whatever. She's a fucking wackadoodle, don't get me wrong. But... <laughs> She's a wackadoodle. wackadoodle. She is a wackadoodle. Um, okay, so we have our atypical scenario where Freddy is just looking to expand on his horizons, <clears throat> and he finds that he can technically do so if he technically enters the mind and soul of his own child. He can leave the dream worlds in Springwood and move out. Somehow, I guess that makes sense that he can leave Springwood and take control of this body, kind of like in part two. Yeah. And, so uh, Freddy is tied to Springwood. And at the yes. start, we get like the little uh, kind of like epilogue or prologue that says that he's, he's killed all the children of Springwood. Like he's done. Except for this one kid that got out of Springwood. Mm -hmm. So he's on the hunt to get that other kid back to Springwood so he can finish the job. Yep. This just seems like a great plot. I don't, where, where, where's the disconnect? The, in the actual accomplish or the the actual fucking <laughs> the writing, the execution God. of it. Execution. Oh, on paper, God, it's yeah. like I remember reading about this in Fangoria magazine and going, "Fuck yeah, this is going to be better than the Dream Child." And then I remember like watching it, going, "Oh fuck, this sucks." He got them all. Every yeah. one of the little bastards. Yeah, and it's it, and now there's like a mass psychosis that's going on with all the adults and shit. And that's and the first all... logical thing in the series. They all went fucking bonkers. All the kids died. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're holding like fucking state fairs and shit where there's no kids, and it's yeah. just like creepy clowns and Roseanne Barr and Roseanne, <laughs> Roseanne and Roseanne. Um, okay. Um. The characters are fucking cliches in this movie, too. So the John Dozier atypical, just teenager trying to get by. He's the new Nancy type character in this series. Then we have like the badass blonde chick who never let a person put a hand on them again. So she's always beating on the punching bag. You know, we got the atypical, you know, uh, counselor that's trying to help these kids and get through some shit. We got, uh, well. <laughs> We got more kids that are just fucked up, like Brecken Meyer's first real fucking horror movie, apparently. And, uh, you know, I'm surprised he fucking got any acting jobs after this one, to be honest. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm just going to keep, look, I'm just going to keep talking my, you know, whatever the fuck's on the front of my, you know, brain at the time. Like, but this movie has me dumbified. I can barely talk tonight. Okay. Uh, Josh, if, if, if you're so like, okay, talk a little bit more about the story, Josh, what do you like about this fucking story? Talk to me, put it out so, there. What, how do you guys feel about like the additional background that we get on Fred Krueger? Awesome. Cause to me, that's awesome. character development. I like it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That, that's, that's Absolutely. okay. Anytime you could see Robert England as Robert England playing Freddy Krueger, like with no right. makeup on, love it, love it. Like that's one of the most endearing parts of this film to me is that we learn a little bit more about Freddy's background. So straight from the start, he's the son of a thousand maniacs. He gets adopted into some sort of foster program. His foster father's a piece of shit, beats him, whatever. He's a Fucking disturbed Alice child. Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> he's Alice a disturbed Cooper. child. All the kids make fun of him. He cuts himself like he's deranged. But yet he still manages to, to get himself together, wrangle up a lady, get married, have a kid, have some sort of normality life. Meanwhile, he's living like a Dexter second life, killing little kids in his basement. 
Yeah. Later, later on. Okay. I'm going to try my very hardest to give some positivity to certain things here throughout this discussion. Yes. It was good seeing some background on Freddy. I did in fact enjoy when we actually see a little bit later in the movie, his that kind of second life. That was condescending. <laughs> he is. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I like his different gloves that you see that he had. Yeah. You get to see his prototype workshop where he's like testing out the best child killing gloves. <laughs> he's got like a Mythbuster workshop set up with a gelatin block. <laughs> this one kills really good. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we also get like the most important part of lore in Freddy. And that's the dream demons that the dream demons give him his power. That's why he's able to keep coming back. As he dies, he goes to hell. The dream demons bring him back to go wreak havoc. I will admit, as much as I love seeing a background and kind of making certain things canon about the character to kind of flesh out details, that was probably the worst part of it for me. I you like the mysterious of just not knowing why he's able to do yeah, this. like what why couldn't it have just been like some sort of a fucking curse or something, you know, or so or something, you know, that he cursed the town and he is the curse type of thing, right? You know, like a lot of these don't need that much of a detailed explanation to them that all of a sudden there's fucking flying sperm creatures that are fucking giving you dream demon, you know, powers and shit. You know I'll concede I mean? that they look like little tadpole sperms, but they're still the, the thought behind them is cool. <laughs> thank you thank you. see we're getting along here we're getting along here little sperm a dialogue going <laughs> all right all right so yeah so he get the dream demons the yes okay that's all we need to know about those okay um josh i'd really like just just can you regale us with some notes about this movie because I, I just want to dive deeper into What's under that bucket? Why I'm of thinking yours. the way I am. Okay. Yeah. Um, this particular viewing of Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare took place October 4, 2021, at 7 p.m. Uh, I love how we start the film with a philosophy quote from Nietzsche, and then followed up by the immediate quote of "It's prime time, bitch." <laughs> like that True. sets up this film. If yeah. you're going into this film like, "Oh, this is gonna be a horror, horror masterpiece. I'm gonna be so frightened," no. Uh, we get the prologue that Freddy killed literally all the kids in the town. That's like the holy shit moment. Like he, he killed everyone and everyone's gone completely fucking bonkers. And then Roseanne moved there. So she fits in with like all the bonkers people. It just goes to tell you, I'm just going to stop you there for a second. With every movie, there seemed to be some sort of a new kid on the block that's able to withstand Freddy and, and they, they gang yeah. up and they beat the fuck out of Freddy. At this point... All the kids are fucking wussies. They can't fight Freddy. They're all idiots. They all die because they can't figure it out. So what we're saying is there's only a handful of really, you know, smart kids and they killed off all the dummies. Well, if anything, that makes it more real. Okay. Continue. It makes it so that the, not every other kid has this power to become a dream warrior or a dream wielder. It's, it's a dime a dozen. They're not a dime a dozen, rather. Uh, we start out with the uh, John getting some nightmares, and he's on the airplane, and this old lady is like puts him in, his, puts him right in his place. Like, don't be a fucking pussy. Like, you're sitting next to the airplane, just close the window or something. Like, uh, one of my favorite things to do thus far has been tracking alternate Freddies, and I think we should just have like a battle royale of all the alternate Freddies. And at this point, we get to see Wizard of Oz, Freddy, Wicked Witch the of the West. Yeah, Wicked Witch of the West, Freddy. Um, there's a scene where John is just like falling for what feels like forever where he's rolling down that hill and yeah. all I can think of is that poor fucking stuntman like what a <laughs> shit job to be a stuntman they're like okay I need you to fall for about four hours and we're going to cut it down to about 30 seconds so you just keep falling and then the actor's going to jump up and it's going to look like it was him and the stuntman's like that was, that was me I was doing all that work and he's going to take the credit You'll never work in this town again. And he didn't. Uh, to me, at this point, Robert has perfected the Freddy laugh. So when he's in that truck and he's driving through and he has the... When I think of Freddy laughing, I, this is the sound bite you would pull. Uh, so they get to this uh, like home for deranged children. 
And they pull out a fucking pipe bomb. I was like, holy yeah. fuck. I think that's more than troubled use at this point. If you're building pipe bombs, you need to be in a in a more well-regulated facility than a troubled use center. <laughs> True. Uh, Carlos has like a pretty serious Johnny Depp look at the first. I don't know if you guys thought so, but he's got like the hair and he just reminded me a lot of Johnny Depp. Uh, we get like the iconic I need to reach these kids line from Doc. Uh, the cop gets knocked out of a window and just replies with asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that's gold. I, this is B-movie gold. Uh, the guy's like a carbon copy of the bad kid from Boy Meets World. <laughs> oh, crikey. Like, you could have replaced the characters, and I wouldn't have even noticed. Uh, I love that they drive by Springwood, and on the sign it says, A Nice Place to Live, and that's the motto of my hometown. True. Not a great place. It's not a, not a great place to live. Nice, a nice place. place to live. Nice. It's good. It's it's okay. Uh, I can't believe you people, she says. So she's in charge of like a youth center, and she can't believe that three of them got into this van. It's like they're clearly fucked in the head. Like, what's wrong with you, lady? Like, you are a horrible at your job. And then she just lets them drive home. She gives them the keys to the van. She's like, all right, you guys go home. It's like, they're, they're bad kids. Don't give them vehicles. Like. Yeah, like take take five seconds on that one. One yeah. of them is building fucking pipe bombs, right? And you're just gonna be like, you go straight back to the facility now, young man, and expect and call, that they're gonna fucking Johnson. do it. Make them make sure they know you're on your way and that you're okay. Uh, are you shitting me? That's Roseanne. And then I said, Tom Arnold is here as well. Excellent. He's here as well. Uh, to me, so far, this is the most logical of the sequels thus far. No absurd canon breaking, no absurd new rules. It's just, this is a continuation, if you will. Uh, all the kids have died, and the town has gone full batshit crazy. Uh, we get a new Freddy persona known as Chalk Freddy. Uh, Springwood has like a Zelda Lost Woods situation where if you don't take the right path, you just start right back from the beginning as they're trying to drive their way out. Hmm. Uh, the map in the back of the van. That was a great scene. I love that. Where it just kept unfolding and unfolding. And he's just like, what the hell? And then he opens it up and it just says, you're fucked. Freddy dancing behind Carlos as Carlos is like digging for his hearing aid is top tier Freddy. Uh, the old signal that happened at midnight on the TV kind of dates this film. We get Gamer Freddy. We get the great graphics line from fucking Freddy, and I was just dead. Uh, the Power Glove. The sequels had full ascension to cheese at this point. Uh, we got a kick to the balls. So earlier, Doc goes, I only get 23 minutes a day with these kids. And now we're watching Doc just sitting here watching, uh, what's her name, work out for like an hour. It's like, Doc, you are a strange, strange man. We get Freddy's backstory. He has a family. Uh, I love that we get to see some of Freddy's prototype gloves. Every town has an Elm Street, another iconic line. Uh, she beats... Her father's ass with this kettle. Like, oh, that man. kettle gets whipped. Man. And then we get the face effect on the perv dad. And if you look in the back, there is a Coca-Cola machine. I'm starting to think Nightmare on Elm Street might be, or Pepsi, rather, might be sponsored by Pepsi. There's a lot of Pepsi product placements in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Well, it is the inferior cola, so continue. It is the, the chosen cola of... Uh, uh, Dream Warriors. <sighs> Pepsi right now. Uh, <laughs> we get the return. Uh, we get the return of the finger cut. So when he's naming off all the ways that the kids have stopped him, and he's cutting off his fingers. Yeah, great. Then we get the green bile that shoots up out of it. 
their plan is to bring him out of the dream. And I'm just thinking, wow, that's really original. That hasn't been done six times already. Uh, we get the 3D glasses, which I, I guess she puts them on and dissolves into her face. We get some gross uh, claymation evil tadpole demons. Sperm demons. Sperm demons. Uh, and then I got like a little recap here. So Fred was abused by his adopted father, was a cutter, a son of a thousand maniacs, yet managed to get married, have a daughter, settle down, and then become a child murderer until his wife busts him. Then his daughter saw that his, he killed his wife. So she told on him, then they burned him, then he made a deal with the dream demons. And then my last line here is just Freddy's dead. Honestly, it was a great sequel for me. I don't I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh before we go any further, I'd just like to point out that I love having chat when we're actually going live right now. For anybody who hasn't read the actual chat on Twitch or no on YouTube, this guy making comments on YouTube. Apparently an 18-year-old with no tattoos said that if we may, if we say bad words, they're leaving. Oh my freaking God, you guys are terrible. And they left. Fiddlesticks. Fiddle well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, well. Vincent Garzon, whoever the fuck you are. Okay. All right. So, okay. Now that now that's sponsored by... Okay, never mind. Um... Thank you, Josh, for all your notes. So let's talk a little bit about the effects work in this movie then, because obviously there's some things that Josh really liked. So we get back the, the finger cuts. We get like some really, no, I can't even say anything good much about the effects work in this dude. Freddie's makeup looked like shit in this one to the point where it was so loose on his skin and it wasn't applied appropriately. Whenever he turned his neck, it fucking bunched up on him. It looked like a fucking Halloween mask around his neck. Yeah, because he was tired of sitting in a chair for 15 hours playing makeup. Oh, but he gave it his all, apparently. <laughs> like, come on. No. He did. Maybe in a little bit of his acting, he did. But come on, man. Like, what the fuck? There was some big shortcuts that were taken on this. Oh, boo to you too, Tim. <laughs> no, it was... Vincent Garzon. <laughs> The 18-year-old tattoo-less guy who doesn't like bad words. How do you... What is the fact that he said... I don't know. He said, Halloween is here. Two pumpkins. Wait, do you just say the bad word? Oh, I'm leaving. I'm 18 years old. I don't have tattoos here. If you say bad word, I'm leaving. Oh, my freaking God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You freaking guys are. Thumbs down. And Tim. Oh, boo. Maybe it's like Mormon or something. Oh, boo. Okay. Um... I don't have a lot of love for any of the effects work in this movie either. It's to the point where like, even when they did like the fucking video game stuff and Brecken Meyer was like fucking hopping around like super Mario and shit like this, it was stupid looking the overuse of the, the extreme green screen shit. Like when the house is flying up into orbit and shit and it literally, can we just take a minute to talk about Brecken Meyer's ponytail? <laughs> it might be the dopest part of the movie, but go ahead. Oh, that's all okay we, we've officially talked about it apparently we, we've, we've talked, talked about, about it, it. and he's such a fucking stoner in this movie i mean that's not too far from anything else that he's ever done but okay um all right i'm gonna try to say some positivity here because i promised i would my favorite sequence leading up to a death was when Breckenmeyer gets stoned and Inagata DeVita plays and he goes into the fucking into the fucking stoner straight into the, into the tv but then after that it sucked, but it was just like that whole you know, got her to feed her, baby, and he goes into the fucking TV and shit. That was that was when Freddy's got like his own custom power glove. Yeah. Awesome. No, it's it not awesome. stupid. I mean, oh, I mean the acting up to that, paper. he's like sitting there playing, and it's in that little fucking room, and the girl comes right up to the like door, and little, she's like, Oh little, my god, it's Freddy! Stick. And she's yeah. looking, he's <laughs> going like this, playing. Yeah. <laughs> But like she comes right up to the door and she's like, oh my God, it's blah, blah, blah on the TV and Freddie. And he's like, not even fucking caring and noticing that she's like two feet behind him. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Because he's deep into his gaming. Uh, excuses. Nothing but fucking excuses from you, Josh. What? You would have rather just no cheese. Like they're on like, this is what, part six, part seven? <laughs> 
Yeah, this part sucks. They're done making horror movies. It's just a funny movie with Freddy in it oh, at this yeah, point. Yeah, but isn't that like not the point? It is. That's what happens as sequels continue. I mean, like that—that that would be Otherwise like that'd be like a new version. Fifteen is the But that'd be thing. like a new version of Friday the Thirteenth, where Jason hits somebody and you hear it like <laughs> with a fucking machete or something. No, shit, because right? Friday the Thirteenth's not set up to be a comedy. It'd be like Army of Darkness. Yeah, but Army of Darkness knew what it wanted to be. This movie was confused. So did this. If you think for a second that they're in the writing room, we're like, okay, Freddy's got a power glove on. And they're like, yeah, that's going to be fucking terrifying. You're insane. <laughs> Watch the potty mouth, Josh. Watch the potty mouth. We got somebody's... Uh... No, I don't have mother freaking tattoos. No, we said you didn't have mother freaking tattoos. You admitted that. Jeez, Vincent. Okay. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Um, re- <sighs> go ahead. What's what's your favorite death in this movie, Josh? Go. What's your favorite sequence and death know. in this movie? You like it so much? Sequence Fucking tell me. Yeah, come on, Josh. It's not a horror movie. There's no scary part. Doesn't matter. There's still deaths. Is there? I don't know. I mean, I, I do. But do you? I mean, you don't really see it, Death. He just kind of comes to life, and he's got all these holes in him. I mean, we we do get the infamous, you know, butthole portal thing again because he goes down the stairs into it. Yeah, the butthole. <laughs> well, the best the best death is when Freddy's pulling out the nail bed and lays it down, and Buddy plaps onto it. It was probably the funniest scene with Freddy, in my opinion. Out of everything that he did, the fact that he fucking pushes a whole bed of nails and he's grunting and he sits down and he goes, <sighs> and he looks at the camera breaking the fourth wall was kind of the funniest part in the yeah. whole fucking movie. So you're telling me that wasn't intentional. No, that was, they're not going that, that was like, whatever you do, that was, that was, you know, probably the best fucking part in the entire movie for me, to be honest, just because it was like, that was, that was it. But everything else was a little too, fu- like I said, like the whole, like, I felt like Bugs Bunny was going to show up any fucking minute and he'd be like, yeah, yes. what's up, Doc? At the first, when he like breaks through the portal wall and there's like the Wiley Coyote outline. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're going for. It's cheese. Great A Gouda. Space jam, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, fine. Moving on from that shit, because anyway, Tim, do you have anything to say? What What's your favorite death in this movie? Uh, I don't really have a favorite death. I have a couple scenes that I thought were great. Um, the Breck and Meyer into the TV video game thing is great because <laughs> it's so stupid, right? I love how he's holding the little box and he's playing and like he's talking shit on the TV and Freddie's talking shit to like it's a it's a precursor to what it's like to play online games now. Like people yelling <laughs> at each other over a video game. Um the effects were god awful, but whatever. Um <clears throat> another real scene that I like and I, I feel like it was it was much more serious was the the one where um um She's um, she's in the kitchen and beats beats her pervert dad with the the kettle. Um, that was probably one of the few serious. This feels like a Nightmare on Elm Street parts. Um, and then he looks up and he says something about, you know, I still want some of that honey or something like that. Yeah. His face is all messed <laughs> and then up. Then it ruins right? it. Um, yeah. It doesn't um, ruin it. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I got a couple scenes but no real deaths because it's not like josh said it's not that type of movie which is stupid because it's a restricted horror movie made in the early 90s starring an iconic horror villain and you're just gonna make a you know as adam says you know a nightmare on space jam street like that's right so my my whole thing about that is is why they tone down the violence and stuff at this point Every kid knows who Freddy Krueger is. Mm. So they're going to beg and beg and beg their parents to which watch this Which most of us movie. did. Right. So the parents, most of which, would pre-watch it and say, okay, what kind of movie is this? Is my kid going to have nightmares for the next decade because of it? And I think they took that into account. 
Freddie has reached popular culture so high at this point. So let's 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 call the movie Freddy's Dead and end it right now. Let's just like, let's let let's not just kill Freddy. Let's fuck up everything that people love about this series. Make him a laughing oh, fucking the stock. The not ironic. Like Freddy died in this movie. Yeah, the character <laughs> of Freddy Krueger died in this movie. Very very much so. In many ways, he died in this movie. That's what he's yeah, going on. Yeah. All right, Tim. Why don't you just jump on yes. in and uh, please give us some trivia time with Tim. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the first film of the franchise not to include the little girls jumping rope singing the Freddy's nursery rhyme. Okay. It is just the first of the film, though, eh? You guys must have picked up on that. Yeah, but it's not the little girl's jumping rope, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Question about that. The okay. daughter. So she's seen with, like, pigtails and looks like the skip rope girl. Do you right. think that's retconning that the girl skipping rope is Freddy's daughter throughout the series? I don't think it retcons it. Mm. I think that it more so is conveyed that, that there's some sort of a connection to Freddy. Like, like the, the, the skip rope jumping girls are like Freddy's vision of his daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not necessarily or that is it is, they... but it's like Freddy's showing his daughter. Or is it one of those situations where uh, Freddy's killing kids that kind of like look like his daughter? Could be that too. You see that? Mm. In or maybe it's... Did you guys know that Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame was originally hired to write the screenplay for this film Wrote a draft, but it wasn't used. That might have been better. Says the Peter Jackson. I can tell you what Peter Jackson's script was. Peter Jackson's original screenplay for Freddy's Dead saw Freddy aging and growing weak within the dream world, and teens of Springwood would have drug-fueled slumber parties for kicks, enter the dream world, and beat him up. <laughs> I gotta admit, that kind of sounds dope. It does. That sounds like fucking dope. So a um, bunch of kids just get high, and they're like, Hey, yeah, who wants to go beat the fuck, fuck out of Freddy, Freddy tonight? Oh, me, dude, I'm in. Like, okay. Yeah. So, hey, bitch. <laughs> um, this is New Line Cinema's first 3D film. Huh. On That's September 12th. The 3D gimmick was with the glasses. Yeah. Um, on September 12th, 1991, a day before the U.S. release of this movie, Los Angeles declared it Freddy Krueger Day. <laughs> and then quickly took it back after this movie was released. What? Oh, stop. This is the first A Nightmare on Elm Street film not to end with a cliffhanger. Hmm. The makers of this film did not have Nintendo's permission to mock the Power Glove. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. Um, the producers and uh, whoever else made this movie, um, they reused most of the crew and cast from John Waters' Crybaby Cry from 1990, including Tracy Lord's husband. Um, when Freddie punches Tracy in the face during their epic fight, Robert England really punched Leslie uh, Deneen or Denane. Deanne? Just suck at her. Deanne. Leslie. Yeah. Leslie. Yeah. Uh, this film takes place from June 14th to June 17th, 1999. So it takes place like nine years later or whatever, eight years later than the movie actually was. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, and then Adam tried to take the trivia. This was Brecken Meyer's first theatrical role. Alice Cooper, who was uncredited as the role of Freddie's father, previously co-wrote and performed the theme song for Friday the 13th, Jason Lives. Both that film and this film are the sixth films in their respective franchises. Coincidence? I think I not. think so. Lots, lots I of coincidence. So. Lots, Actually, lots of coincidence. We got another person in the chat, Jennifer. 
Do you guys uh, like this film as well, or are you a naysayer like these two jabronis? No, no. Jennifer, don't listen to him. You, you don't like this movie. You don't like this movie. Don't stop believing. Uh, this is the fourth, fourth highest grossing film in the franchise. That's surprising to me, but okay. Even though she plays this, uh, a teenager, Leslie was actually 26 at the time of filming. It's not uncommon with the way they do things in Hollywood. This is the second, the second movie in the franchise which Freddy drives a bus. Freddy loves driving buses, man. Freddy does love driving buses, doesn't he? Uh, part of the title was inspired by the hit song Freddy's Dead by Curtis Mayfield from the almost 20-year-old film Superfly. Superfly. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of cameos in this. Johnny Depp returns in a television commercial. Alice Cooper, like I said, plays Freddy Krueger's abusive father. Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold, the childless couple, and then Robert Shea, selling bus tickets at a booth. Hmm, that was Robert Shea. Okay. Uh, so this is one of the reasons why this movie's lame to me. Uh, this is the only film in the franchise which Freddy doesn't kill anyone using his glove, although he gets cl- killed by the glove himself. Hmm. Uh, Robert England has stated that his favorite kill in any of uh, the Nightmare movies is the, the 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 kill he got on Carlos in this film. This was his Carlos, yeah, Carlos, the 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 Johnny Depp looking guy that you said. Yeah. What was the kill? They were in the boiler room. He cut off his ear. What was the actual kill? Do you remember? Oh my gosh! I'm drawing a blank now. Yeah, I'm trying to How the it. hell did he actually like he, die? The guy picked up like the hearing aid and put it in, and it was like this weird, weird creature thing. Creature thing, and then Freddy stuck a Q-tip through his brain and like deafened him even further. Okay, I'm gonna look that up while you keep talking. I don't remember how he died. Okay. Um. Oh, what else did I for you? He, Nails on the chalkboard made his head explode because of the ultra-sensitive hearing. Oh, yeah. Right. See, so unforgettable. All three of us forgot how we fucking died. Josh, I'm ashamed of you if you like this movie that much. And this was Robert England's favorite kill. Um, This film reveals why Freddy Krueger murdered children. Does it? No. I don't think it actually does, though. (laughs) It just reveals a little bit more about the fact that he did. Yeah. I mean, unless being abused, I was going to say a a shit upbringing means his father hated kids, therefore he hates kids and has to kill. So this has the same body count as the dream child. At three victims in each one, the lowest in the franchise. Mm -hmm. Lame. Uh, It also has a prologue where he kills the entire town. So there's probably like at least three, four hundred. And and did it show family. any of that? No, it didn't show any of that, Josh. Just saying. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna tease we're gonna tease the idea of an amazing fucking segment from a film. That it should have started with a montage. It should have started yeah, with like a five to ten minute montage of all these fucking teenagers dying in weird ways. That would have actually saved the movie for me. I gotta admit. So I only got a couple okay. more. Uh, this movie reveals the source of Freddy's supernatural demonic powers. Herb demons. Uh, at around 37 minutes in, Freddy extends a chalkboard and grips the edge. When doing so, you can see that they are plastic, possibly gel, tips at the end of each finger of the knives. Hmm. This is pr- presumably so the gloves wouldn't actually rip or scratch the board. Yep. <laughs> Like and we're on finally, a budget. We can only afford one chalkboard. One chalkboard. breaking it. Finally, the producers planned a spinoff in which Freddy Krueger's split spirit, sorry, spirit, possesses the body of his daughter, and she continues her father's murderous killing spree. Thank God, this never came to fruition. <laughs> and with that, 
Tim is done with trivia time. Trivia time with Tim. So, so that that segment was was sponsored by Tim no, Hortons. No, it wasn't Tim. It was not. <laughs> that was Tim Hortons and, doesn't give a shit about us. Pepsi Cola. No, and Pepsi, Pepsi Cola. Dream the inferior everywhere. cola. No, not inferior. I'm a bad. It's I'm not, a bad Canadian. Apparently, the inferior cola. It's tasty. All right, tasty. gentlemen. It is time for us to give some final thoughts and review and give our um, give our actual rating on this. And tonight, I go first. Yay! Okay. You would have. Of course I would go I first, because I always go first, apparently. Tim's always going to find something Do like it up. to say. Do it up, Adam. All right. First and foremost, this movie fucking you sucks. You review the fuck out of I this will. movie. Like I said. You review the First and foremost, this movie fucking sucks. It is terrible in almost every way. It is a shame that this movie exists. It is a, it is a, it is fucking disgusting that this movie exists. I hate it. I really do. This is only the second time I've ever seen this movie. Once when I was young and went, that movie fucking sucked. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. And then all of a sudden I'm asked to watch it for the show. And guess what? The movie still fucking sucks. And I don't think I'll ever watch it again for everything that people do to shit on a nightmare on Elm street. Part two, those people don't know shit about shit about shit. If they think that this movie has any redeeming value in comparison to part two, part two is a fucking masterpiece compared to this movie. And part two is actually not a bad movie anyway, but still awesome. for some reason, part two gets all the hate. And then this fucking thing is allowed to exist without being shit on. It's almost like when you see those memes on the internet where everybody's going candy corn gets shit on every year, but nobody ever talks about these fucking things. And it's like the circus peanuts. Candy corn is nightmare on Elm street Two. circus peanuts is this movie. Everybody's always like shitting on part peanuts. two, but they never shit on this one. Circus peanuts are undoubtedly better than candy corn. Well, they, they are actually, but I'm just, it's just the, the idea of the meme. Bad analogy. It's a bad, bad analogy. analogy. Molasses kisses. But, uh, no, molasses kisses are amazing. <laughs> so, whatever. Okay. This movie, this movie might've made me giggle once or twice. There might've been, you know, a couple of times. I was like, yeah, okay. That's kind of funny. But overall it's a terrible experience and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a black mark on the series. Like it's, there's nothing that makes this movie fully redeemable, in my opinion, to the point where part five is better than this movie. And you know what I rated part five? Tim, do I dare pull out the, the, the infamous lowest rating possible? I think you should, if you really feel it. If you feel it in your heart. What is your heart about to get a something rated D for diarrhea? Like what's going on here? <laughs> if I was to truly give this the Tim's lowest rating possible, it would be no comment. I just, Oh, he rated it NC. I am rating this movie. Wow. No comment. I turn my back. Huh. I turn wow. my back on this piece of shit and hope it goes away. Do, we'll do, 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 do we have a, a little thing to pop up for that? Yeah, yeah. There oh, is yes. a no comment. It is on my screen. Oh, okay. No and with that, I turn it over to Josh. I don't know. You guys are crazy. Yeah, this film was great. I I loved it. I think. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> you get all this additional background on Freddy. We get the dream demons. And what I love most about it is that the Dream Demons directly go into the comic series where it straight out says the Dream Demons come from the Necronomicon. Ash reads from the Necronomicon, releases a myriad of demons, not just the Kandarian ones. Dream Demons get released. Freddy makes a deal with them. Boom. Crossover. Like it. Still shaking my head in shame, but continue. I, I don't know. I read this movie in air. I recommend it. I love it. It's full of cheese. It's great. Wow, Josh. I think you're going into this completely wrong. Like, this movie does not take itself seriously at all. And I don't see yeah. how anyone and can walk into problem. it thinking it does. 
That's everyone the in the series Why takes itself wanna... seriously except for this one and all of a sudden you're like but you're not supposed to take it seriously no that it's funny that, that that's a... it's a comment <sighs> he's playing nintendo on his glove there was cartoons <laughs> in the other one you know what the fuck he was playing nintendo he... There's little sperm tadpoles flying around. Sperm dream demons. <laughs> okay. So, Josh, uh, so what do you rate it, Josh? An R? I rate it an R. Because apparently man. Josh recommends this movie. So. I do. I'd rather watch this than half the other sequels. This fucking voice is stuck at a higher octave now. Did you notice that? His decibel rating is off the fucking chart. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I, I'm genuinely confused. I enjoyed this movie. I think it was a good cheese fest. I think anyone would sit down, have a couple drinks, watch this, and have a laugh. Anybody being Josh. That's it. Okay. Tim, <laughs> please give us your feelings on this movie. I I don't know where to begin. Um, I remember going into this going, oh, it's this one. Like, that's literally what I thought. Oh, it's this one. Um, this is this is the, the one where the franchise really just died. Like, it died. Um, like, I don't know what the writer was thinking. Like, the, 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 the fucking, like, like I, I feel like, I feel like this was like, there was no, there was no respect for Freddy. There was none whatsoever. It's like what they fucking did to Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. Like it's like that kind of thing. But even that was better than this. Where, no, you shut your mouth. You shut your okay? mouth, you dirty whore. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I just, I want. I, I, I obviously don't watch horror movies to be scared. I don't. But. And I know Freddy has always had that comedic element, but I, I, the thing that I don't like about this movie is how much they pushed into the comedy as opposed to the horror. Like, and I, I get that, like, it was... Freddy's never been horror, horror, horror. Um, the first one was, um, but even the first one was kind of goofy at parts. Um, I just I just feel like they just... They don't know what the fuck they were doing. And I feel bad for Robert England because, like I said, this this character's like linked to him. He is Freddy Krueger, and Everyone else he was could... linked to him. His bank account, which I'm sure he got a lot of money for playing this film, so don't feel too bad for him. I do feel bad because the movie was was horrible, and it's like you know the things people do for paychecks. Um, the the the. I feel like this this was a black mark on the fucking the, the franchise and there was there was no real way of coming back and you notice that like Freddy hasn't been the same ever since um you know like when we talk about the 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 next movie we are doing the yes, next we movie are. yeah yeah okay so when we talk about the next one it's like this is what they had to do in order to start over right yeah. And it, it, you know, it, that movie was cool, but it still wasn't Freddy. Like no. it didn't feel. But Freddy comes back in Freddy vs. Jason. Like that's the Freddy. Yeah, that was that was Freddy. But I mean, he had to share it with, with, with Jason. Anyways, I'm going on a tangent. I'm going to rate this a very generous G. Okay. The reason why is because the parts in the movie that I liked, I actually really liked. Okay. I'm going to give it a G. Okay. I'm going to give it a G. Okay. So I've been contemplating something here. So before we continue, I'm going to make one quick change to my, because no comment, the rating, which I gave it literally translates to say, I have no opinion about this, but that's actually bullshit because the more that I, the more that I sit and I think about this, this movie is pure and utter horse shit. I rate this movie an S for shit. You can't like fuck this movie. Josh, can he do that? Can he change his? I just did. I don't. Guess what? Host. 
What? Hosting <laughs> capabilities. Kind of I have powers the powers. Mine. He's mad. Mad. You know what? If y'all don't shut up, Josh, your R rating goes to an S2. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh my god, you should have wow. done Fucking that. Fucking power anyway. goes to my head. You're all just, making just it a shit movie. <laughs> oh, oh fuck, what? Adam! You gotta keep you that for the back burner. <laughs> you gotta at one point do that for real, okay? Oh gosh. Okay, fine, whatever. All right, ladies oh, and gentlemen, great. this has great. been a review night on Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Thank <sighs> God the episode's over because I can't fucking handle any more talking about this movie. But I'm looking forward to the next episode, and I hope you guys are too. So, thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us. Th thank you to Vincent Garzon, who called us fucking ugly for some reason. What a dick. But he didn't say He did. He ugly. said, you guys are todos Versus. solo feo, which is, like, Spanish for, like, really ugly. It's hilarious. Huh. Well, fuck you, Vincent. Yeah. And he, he apparently he oh. doesn't have mother-freaking tattoos. So, whatever, Vincent. So thank you everybody but Vincent for tuning in to tonight's episode and uh, checking this out. And uh, please stay tuned for the next one. You guys one. are just saying that because he thinks I'm funny. He says I'm funny. You're either funny or cute. You guys get to hate on for Vincent. <laughs> Keep strong, Vincent. Don't let these guys roast Shut you. Up, Vincent. You're in the main. Josh, that's it. I'm changing your fucking rating. All right. <laughs> So thank you very much. Once again, uh, these episodes are all on YouTube. This understood our company. Check us out. We're also on Facebook. If Facebook ever gets up and fucking running again, misunderstood our company. And, um, we also have audio copies of this that will be released on all the major podcasting platforms, including, but not limited to Google play, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon music, etc. So we're also on Patreon. Open up your hearts and your wallets Buy Tim, some little bit of caffeinated goodness, because he needs that to you know, survive because Tim Hortons does not sponsor us or else we wouldn't have to say, get us some caffeinated money. And it's always got time for Tim Hortons. Whatever. And that's, and that's where the copyright <laughs> infringement happens right there. Tim sang it so beautifully. We get hit by a copyright infringement. <laughs> Until next time, Josh. I, I will never not rate a film R that has both Roseanne, Tom Arnold and Robert England in it. You guys are crazy. Guys are crazy. All right, whatever, Josh. You're off the screen now. Tim. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Until next time. Keep it creepy, everybody. Good night.